Hey everybody, it's Pastor John. I just wanted to take a moment and just thank you for taking time to listen to the Lifehouse Newport News Dream Team podcast. The whole purpose of this podcast is to enable you, the Dream Team, to hear more about the vision, purpose, system, DNA, and strategy of Lifehouse Newport News in a way that is convenient for you in the midst of your crazy life. So thank you for being part of the Dream Team and helping Lifehouse Newport News help all people experience life change through Christ. You know, we truly believe that it takes teamwork to make the dream work. So thank you so much. And without further ado, here's this week's episode. Well, hello, Pastor John here. Just uh, want to first off say thank you so much for listening to today's Dream Team podcast and doing whatever you're doing, whether you're driving the kids to school or you are walking the dog or whatever. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this. And once again, the purpose of this Dream Team podcast is to tell you things from my heart that... um, I would love to tell you all the time, but obviously uh, we all live busy, busy lives. And so you can take this and listen to it on your own time. And this gives you, um, you know, a little bit about the heart of Lifehouse coming from me uh, and things like that. So, uh, you know, so you can get some behind the scenes about why we do what we do. And plus two, it gives me the opportunity to explain things um, a little better. So today uh, we're going to dive into some of Lifehouse's core values and before we do that, I want to first off define uh, what a core value is. So a, a core value, whenever you hear that, uh, it's a fundamental belief of a person or organization that dictates what we do, how we make decisions, what we celebrate, and what we protect. Say that one more time. Core values are fundamental beliefs of a person or organization that dictate what we do, how we make decisions, what we celebrate, and what we protect. So we believe that core values shape our culture. So, and you know, you, you've probably heard that word culture, and it can kind of be sometimes a hard word to kind of define. Um, but it's, a culture is typically made up of intangibles. It's, it's things that you can't really, um, you know, many times see, but, but you can feel. Um, whenever you get around its, its people or you get around a certain place. So, and I've heard this said about culture, culture eats strategy for breakfast, okay? And, and, and so our, our, you know, what we're trying to do at LifeHouse is to create a culture based around our core values. And if you don't know what our core values are, um, you can actually go on the website, theaterchurchinn.com and check those out. But I want to give you a few examples of what I mean by culture and how core values shape those. So ladies out, out there, you should be able to relate with this one. All right. What is the difference between Target and Kmart? Because there's a huge difference. Like I don't hear any women, I don't hear my wife saying, I've got to go to Kmart and check the store out. I've got to go to Kmart and check out the sales. I've got to go. Like my wife never says she has to go to Kmart unless it's like the last option, uh, you know, and, and she's got to go there because she's close to it or something like that. She always wants to go to Target. What is the difference? And I think that we would all say, you know, there's probably a multiplicity of different things that makes Target better than Kmart. But I mean, honestly, there's just something about walking into Target that just feels different than Kmart. And I think Target has worked hard to create a culture of welcoming to create, they've done a great job with merchandising. Like it just feels different whenever you walk in there. What about this one? Chick-fil-A and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes, it's different. I don't know what it is when you go to Chick-fil-A. Every time I see a Chick-fil-A, I want to eat something. I'm not kidding. I want to eat a chicken sandwich. Whether If it's lunchtime, I want to eat a chicken biscuit. If it's breakfast time, there's just something about uh, Chick-fil-A that, that just, 
when you see a long line around the building, you still go get in line through the drive-thru because you know it's not going to take as long than Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, I never say to myself, hmm, I want Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's just different. They've created a different culture. Chick-fil-A says, my pleasure. They have incredible customer service. They work hard for that. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken is not necessarily known for their customer service. They're more known for their... Um, that old guy with glasses, um, I can't even remember Colonel Sanders, right? So like what makes Chick-fil-A and Target different? I think that we can say it is what is in their culture and it's probably based in their core values. So we want to say what makes Lifehouse different. And we've heard this many times about our church, that when people come in, they feel the love of God even from the parking lot. And we stress that, that when people get on our property, we want them to know that they're loved, valued, and cared for, and informed, and know what's going on. And so they can feel something, right? And, and so we want our culture from the people to uh, the place to have a certain feeling, a certain aura. And I believe that that culture is built through having specific core values that we live by and live uh, and live up to. And so uh, Lifehouse actually has five core values. And if you've never seen these, um, like I said, go on the website. But we're going to talk about the first one today. And um, the first core value is this, is it's not about us. Mission will trump personal preference every time. Let me say that one more time. It's not about us. Mission will trump personal preference every time. Now, this core value, um, even the way why we word it that, that way, is because we believe the church, okay, when we say it's not about us, we're talking about the church. It's not about us. It's not about the people in the church. It's that the, the mission of the church will trump our personal preference every time, right? So we, we believe the mission of the church is to reach people far from God. The reason why the church is on this planet, that we're called to be the hands and feet of Christ, is to reach those who do not know Christ, right? Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it's called the Great Commission. Um, you know, it says, go into all the world and make disciples, right? So it's, 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 it's saying, go. And then what did Jesus say? He said that you are called to love God and love people. Okay. So, so, so it's like, we believe the church exists to reach people who are far from God. Um, and the, the people in the church are called to love people and love God. Right. So what, what, um, what my pastor Patrick Grash would say, he would say it this way, right? You know, you kind of have those three commands from, from Jesus, the great commission, which is the church's purpose, go, and the people in the church are called to love God and love people, right? So he would say this, right? Um, you know, will we be able in heaven to love God? Yes. Will we in heaven be able to love each other? Yes. Will we in heaven be able to reach people who are far from God? No. So if that is the truth, if we will not be able to reach people, when we're in heaven, then what is the church here for? It is to reach people. And so we have decided at Lifehouse, the church does not exist just for the people in the church. The church exists to be God's hands and feet and to reach the world. So at, at Lifehouse, our first question is not what will make people in the church happy. The first question that we will ask is what will reach people, right? So we've said this, we will do anything besides sin to reach people with the gospel, okay? You know, 1 Corinthians 9, Paul talks about, I became all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. What he was basically saying is, is I will do anything short of sin to reach people who are far from God. And we believe that this is the ultimate purpose and call 
of the church. Now, let's just be honest. We all have personal preferences of what we want the church and what we think the church should be. We have musical preferences, preaching preferences, uh, what size we preferably like, um, you know, sounds of, of worship, how we think small groups should should go. So we all have a personal preference. I mean, trust me, I've got a personal preference. Um, but at the same time, churches that reach people, the people in the church say, hey, look, I will put down my personal preference for the church's mission, which is to reach people. Because have you ever seen churches that always just want to play to people's preferences? Those are typically the churches that aren't reaching people. Why? Because the people in the church are actually keeping the church from reaching people because they're saying, I want the church to meet my needs. So they, you know, they, so then what do they do? They talk to other people and they form factions and they form committees and say, well, I think the church should have this color carpet. I think the church should have this style of worship music. I think the church should have this style of preaching. It should preach for this long. I think the church stylistically should look like this. Do you know what they're not asking whenever they're saying that? How are we going to reach other people? All, All it is saying is what will make them happy. So what we have said at Lifehouse is we are not going to be a church that just wants to make the people in the church happy. We are going to be a church that exists to reach those who are far from God. And in order for that for that to happen, we have to, in many ways, all of us lay down certain preferences that we have about church for the purpose of reaching those who do not, who have not yet heard the gospel and have not responded to the gospel. I really hope that this is making sense. So let me give you a few examples of how this works, how, how this core value works out practically for us. You know, some people will, will say, I like small, I, I like a small church, 50 people, 75 people. And some people have come to Lifehouse and said that, you know, it's kind of weird having a bigger church. And trust me, I agree. I've worked in a smaller church. It can be great. Now, but if they were like, well, I only think the church should be small. Well, here, here's the thing. Like at Lifehouse, our goal isn't to be a small church. We are not just saying, well, we only want to be a church of this size. No, because you know, it's like, look, we're, we're trying to reach people. And if we're reaching people, the church will grow. Now, do we want to also keep this, the church small in making sure that people know each other? Yes. That's why we have small groups. That's why we have dream teams. That's why we have different ways of plugging in. So we say this, we want our church to get bigger, but we also want it to get smaller. We want to be reaching reaching people, having people find their, their purpose and plugging in. But also too, we want them to be getting in community and knowing each other's names. So, but, so we are not going to say, well, this person has a personal preference to be a small church. So we're just going to play to that. No, because that's not the mission of the church is just to be small. The mission of the church is to reach people. Right. So then, then you have some, some people worship music, right? So people have different preferences about worship music, style, um, how long worship should actually be. And so a lot of people have different preferences about worship. And so what some people will say is, I like long worship. I like 50 minutes, one hour of worship, and I just love to soak in the presence of Jesus. And do you know what? That is completely awesome. I actually love love that too. But at the same time, if we're going to reach people, if we're going to invite friends and family and those that don't know Christ to Sunday services, and we are having 50 minutes to one hour of soaking worship and singing songs that these people have no clue what they're actually singing or saying, that is not being sensitive um, to people that might be there 
for the first time or new in their faith, and they might be like, what, what is going on here, right? So not, not that we don't have times like that, not that you can't have times like that personally, but, but we are saying our Sunday services are going to be sensitive to the fact that there are going to be people that are not church people, and because of that, we are going to make sure that worship, we're going to be passionate, we're going to sing Christ-like songs, we're going to have different styles, we're going to have Hillsong, we're going to have gospel, we're going to have Jesus culture, we're going to have different styles, but at the same time, uh, we are not going to just play to personal to people's personal preferences of saying, I want this worship, I want that worship. We're going to say, what is going to reach people? And what we have found that reaches people is to have a certain time that we have set aside for worship that is passionate, biblical, all of those things, but has a start and end time, that has a start and and end time, and that's partly because we're in a theater. But at the same time, um, we understand that people who are far from God will probably have a difficult time entering into a time of worship for 50 minutes. So we feel 20 to 25 minutes is a good time point for that. So I hope you can kind of see here how we. the first question that we're asking is what reaches people, not what makes people in the church happy. Because here's, here's the thing. If, if, if we don't ask what moves the gospel forward, what moves the church forward, the church ends up turning into something that turns in that turns inward and people in the church become consumers. And I don't know if you've seen this, but a church that is not outward focused and is focused on reaching people will turn inward. And when the church turns inward, man, it can just be a big mess. And unfortunately that, that's what you see with many churches in this area right now. They have big buildings and they've got like 50 people. And those 50 people are the ones that run the church. The church is centered around them. It's all about what they want. It's all about what they think the church should do. And, they, and they've stopped asking what will reach people. And they've started asking what will make me happy. And it's just a shame because the church doesn't exist to make the people in the church happy. The church doesn't exist to meet people in the church's needs. The church exists for people to have a place to meet a need. Does that mean we don't minister to to people in the church? No, no. We're going to love. We're going to serve. We're going to help. We're going to raise up. We're going to train up. And then we want to put people in their place of passion in their wheelhouse and then have them say, okay, cool. Jesus has met your need. What need can you now meet? Okay. Now, um, you know, and, and then too, you've probably seen churches that end up fighting about stuff that in the light of eternity doesn't matter, you know, and then you just see, you know, it, and it's really a shame because if the people in the church can't even get along, it's really a bad witness to the outside people. I'll say, I mean, people in the church, like what, what is the church doing? And what I have found is that those that are the most, that, that complain the most do the least, I've, I've just seen this, that those who are the biggest complainers and those who are nitpicking people and nitpicking the church, the reason they're doing that is because they're not doing anything. And, and, and so with that, you know, those that are typically more focused on having their needs met, um, it, it's, it's because they are not striving to meet somebody else's need. And it's so easy for us as Christ followers to turn inward. And, you know, like I've said, when that happens, um, the church becomes about them instead of the church being about its ultimate purpose, and that is to reach the world. So we've, um, so we've established this core value that it's not about us. You know, I always think about the parable uh, of the prodigal son and, and, and also the parable of the lost sheep. 
And, uh, you know, it, it, it says Jesus was out looking for the one. He, was, he, was, he, was, he, he went out, you know, and kind of symbolically as the father trying to find his lost son, going to find the lost sheep, finding the lost coin. And in and, 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 and those parables, one thing that it said is that Jesus left the 99 to go after the one, to go after the one. And I believe why there's so much fighting and why churches are not growing and why the gospel isn't irresistible is, is, is that there's so many people that are with the 99 and focused on the 99, but Jesus isn't there. Jesus is out looking for the one. In Lifehouse, my desire for our church is that we would always be about the one and one more. We would always be ab- ab- about saying not what makes us happy, but saying what is going to forward the gospel, what is going to reach people, because that is the ultimate mission and purpose of the church is to reach people who are far from God and raise them to new life in Christ. And that's why Lifehouse exists, to help all people experience life change through Christ. And what is life change? Make it, it is knowing Jesus, finding freedom, discovering your purpose, and making a difference. And so I want to challenge us, all, all, all of us. I know we have preferences about different things in our church, but I want to ask you to first off say, instead of what is my preference, ask this, what is going to forward the gospel? And we believe this, that we are, that, that um, as we are faithful to reach people, that God will, God will use us to reach people and that we will see life change happen, you know? So look, let's be a church that says this, it's not about us. The mission of the church will trump our personal preference every single time.